What I thought I was going to be doing today was getting off of flight, landing in Tel Aviv, getting off the plane, and we we're going to spend the next two weeks in Israel. Yeah, we would have been heading to the Ilah Valley, I think. Yeah, walking around there, and instead, uh, the scene really a lot has changed. Everything's changed. Well, everything changed. Uh, Israel basically closed down. Ben Gurion Airport closed down uh, because one of the most devastating times in the history of the entire state of Israel is taking place right now. So Israel is at war, and the last you probably heard from us, if you have listened to our podcast for any given amount of time, we signed off. We said happy Sukkot, and that Friday uh, we celebrated Sukkot with the local community here, and we were enjoying the time in the sukkah, and everything was great. That was Friday night. Marilee and I were going to bed on Friday night, and we have an app on our phone, and it's called Red Alert, and all the Israelis have it. It's a way for us to just continue to stay connected to Israel and to see what's going on, and we started getting the notifications that there were some bombs going off, and normally that's not a massive deal. It's it's just kind of part of life, and there's you know some people lobbing some rockets over. Yeah, I, I remember when we were there last time uh, we were down by the Dead Sea and sirens went off and there were some missiles coming in, but the people said that they can't get this far. Right. So, you know, we, we thought, all right, well, it's going to blow over. Didn't really even think much about it. There's always what we would call a skirmish, but we woke up on Saturday morning and a couple of things happened. One thing that, that happened was you got, got the check-in email notification from the airline it's time for you to check into your flight for tomorrow. Right. Uh, I got about 40 text messages from either people who are on our team that were going to Israel or friends or people checking in on what's going on in Israel. And I'm waking up like, what's going on in Israel? Yeah, what is going on in Israel? And uh, what was going on is Israel's at war. Yeah. So uh, I, I think what we want to do um, over the last 48 hours, we've been just trying to get our bearings. Over the last 48 hours, we have been talking to friends who are on the ground. We have been talking to ministries that are serving people on the ground. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And really, nobody really fully knows what's going on or what will happen is probably the more important thing. But we are doing this to tell you what is happening. And and before we get into some of the details of what is happening, I think, uh, can we just set a moment to just give context to why now, why this time was significant? And we have to back up to what happened on October 6th, 1973. Yeah, well, this is 50 years ago you're talking about, right. 1973. And that was when all of Israel was basically shut down because it was the highest holy day on the Jewish calendar. It was the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur. And so everybody fasts during this day. Everybody takes the day off. And unfortunately, so did the military. They got comfortable and they were surprised. Yeah, it was a completely surprise attack uh, where Israel was uh, caught off guard, off guard and they were attacked uh, by the enemy. And uh, they spent, uh, it, it was a disastrous time. Uh, I remember Golda Meir um, asking Nixon at the time, you need to help us. Otherwise, we're not going to make it through this. Yeah. And this is this is not a, a an 
unfamiliar question for Israel of just their very survival. Our survival is the Jewish people, um, but it's always a surprising and shocking thing when the enemy truly rears its head again. So on the 50th anniversary, and and it, we, we got issues with the calendar, with the Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew calendar, so it was really the 50th anniversary of of the Yom Kippur War. But what we were celebrating is the last day of Sukkot right. and people all over Israel. We had, we had a little makeshift sukkah mm-hmm. and people are celebrating. This is one of the most joyous holidays of all time. Yeah. There is singing and there's dancing and the day following right after Sukkot, which is what was taking place in Israel was Simcha Torah. Yeah. So Simcha Torah, Simcha means joy. Torah is the, the word of God. So it's rejoicing in the word of God and right. in all of the synagogues, not just in Israel, but around the world, there's something that's happening. They're, they're finishing the reading of the Torah. Right. Um, the Jewish people in the synagogue will go through the entire Torah, the five books of Moses uh, starting in Genesis and getting all the way to the end at Deuteronomy. And when they reach the end at Deuteronomy, which is this time of year, they'll read the last part of Deuteronomy and then roll the scroll back up all the way to Genesis and start over again so that there is never any end in reading God's word. And they will roll up the scrolls when they're finished with that and uh, they will dance around the congregation with it, and it's a joyous time amongst the people. But on this day in particular, there is no joy because they are being attacked, a coordinated attack that is coming from the south, from the Gaza Strip. And so this holiday, we just want you to understand, it wasn't just like, oh, well, it was a nice day in October, but that this really was a a combination of multiple holidays. And so uh, I'm not sure if it's going to stick at this point, but what we're hearing is a lot of people are calling this the Simcha Torah War. Uh, And really the, the focus of, if you're looking geographically at what's happening, the focus right now is on the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip is this small, tiny little strip. It's between uh, Israel and Egypt. It runs about 27 miles uh, north to south and east to west. It's anywhere from three to seven miles. And it's it's virtually, it really is a strip. There's nothing there. Yeah, it borders the Mediterranean Sea. Yep. And uh, it, it, it is a place where in 2005, Israel gave that land uh, to the Palestinians. Well, not only just gave it to them, but forcibly removed Israeli presence yeah. out of Gaza Strip. People and re- whose homes were there. Yeah, for, for years and years, um, really moved them out of the Gaza Strip and resettled them into Israel proper. Right. And said, hey, this is yours. Enjoy and, and really pulled out the military presence, pulled out everything. There was no more Israel inside of the Gaza Strip. And then they had their own elections. And then who did they elect? Yeah. Mahmoud Abbas yeah. in 2006. Yeah. Yeah. And there has never been any change in that government uh, since that time, since 2006. And it has been a government really that is a terrorist run organization and it's connected significantly uh, to Iran yeah so because they have no they have no economy right themselves so they get their economy from uh, from Iran 
who's pulling all the strings with everything. Yeah, so uh, this is Hamas. This is, and, and you've probably heard some of these words. There is, uh, there's Islamic Jihad, there's Hamas, there is Hezbollah. Right here in the Gaza Strip, the, the, the group that is running the show there is Hamas, and they are a terrorist organization. If they had their way, they would knock out Israel and send them into the heart of the sea. Now, we also have to make a differentiation, though, and this will be something that we'll be talking about as we are... Uh, having more of these conversations, but uh, what is made up of the people who are there and who live in the Gaza Strip are Palestinians. Yes. And these, there are some Palestinians, some, and I would say a small percentage of them who are in there who are, are not at war. They don't, they, they just want to live their life and have agency over their life. But there is a large contingent of these people that are terrorists. They really want to just come into Israel and really do what they did to Israel. Yeah, and they are really holding the people who really don't want any part of the terrorist uh, regime, they're really holding them captive as uh, as their captives. They're in that particular territory, uh, much the same way that Yasser Arafat um, held captive a whole contingent of the society and pointed to them and say, oh, look at these poor people. Yeah, so we realize that that many of you who are listening to us, who have been listening to us, that you are uh, probably on in the, in the realm of you are a Christian, uh, you love Jesus, uh, you love the Bible, you have found us because you like this rootedness, you like this connection to, to understanding more of what's going on in the Old Testament, and, and you like some of the holidays and the shtick and some of the funny things that we say every once in a while. Um, but what we really want to make sure that we're doing here is giving you a, a, an education and an understanding of what's going on. Because I think a lot of people, uh, they hear about this is like, oh gosh, you know, the epicenter, there's always something going on with Israel. And it, and it really runs, you just say the word Israel and it's it's the divider. It is, I, some people say like, we love Israel, God bless Israel and God bless America. And they wear the pins and they love all, and they give to Israel. They go on tours to Israel. And they're over there. And the, yes, exactly. They're over there and we're over here. And when the skirmish breaks out or whatever it is that breaks out over there, it's over there. But I think what, uh, what we all need to realize is Israel is at war and we have a piece of that war also. Uh, we're at war at the same time um, because it's more than just a physical war. There's a spiritual war that's taking place. Yeah. And we are, you know, a part of that as we are one with the God of Israel. So we're committed right now in this season. You know, what, what we originally planned on was starting our fifth season doing the podcast. We we're going to have some friends on. Have them tell their best, you know, piece of Jewish humor and jokes and enjoy ourselves and, you know, be Jewish. But this has changed. Everything has changed. And so we are, you know, since since I had the next couple of weeks just planned on being in Israel, my calendar is totally empty. And so we're filling that up with conversations with our friends, people who know. And so what we want to do is unpack uh, we want to unpack things like the Arab-Israeli conflict. When we say that, um, what does that mean? And how did that start? And is this actually connected going all the way back to Abraham? 
and his kids, Isaac and Ishmael. And what does this Abrahamic covenant have to do with us today? And does it even matter? Does any of this matter if you're just a Christian that goes to the First Baptist Church down the road? Yeah. Um, this whole thing going back, you said to Isaac and Ishmael, um, the people, the Palestinians, the uh, Hamas especially, um, they believe that the covenant was made through Ishmael. Ishmael is the son of the promise. Yeah, but we're, we're not going to get into this too much. We will have entire episodes. We have some we'll people, have we have people some friends who are... To some, some really good theologians. Yeah, some people that we've learned from and yeah. people that have spoken and, and written fancy books and all of this. So we want to bring that in there. Um, we want you to understand some of this because we believe this is not just a Jewish thing. And I also don't think that this is just something that's going to go away in a couple of days. And I, we, we have to let you understand that this was a coordinated attack. And I mean, we, we even had a friend that, that, that said today, like, oh, what? I didn't know. I, oh, I heard your trip got canceled. I didn't know that. Is something going on? Is like wow. Um, so we have to we have to help. We want to speak to this, but there was a coordinated attack, and you have vans and even like uh, paragliders coming in. There was a festival down in the desert, uh, down by the Gaza Strip on in the Israel side, and there were what seven hundred people, um, young youth. They were at a concert and a festival. Um, they're dancing and do, doing all that stuff, but all of a sudden these vans come up and these militant. Uh, terrorists are coming out, guns blazing. And, and as of right now, um, what was the number we heard? 1,100? There, there's a, over 1,200 Israeli deaths. And we're talking about predominantly citizens. Uh, that concert you were talking about in the desert, there were about 300 people murdered. Just there, at that one spot. Just in that one spot. And now now we're getting some of the video footage because a lot of them, they, they ran all over the place. And there's footage of, of those people running through the desert yeah. Trying to find, and I, I watched a, a video of a girl who uh, was hiding, and she said we had to stay quiet. We couldn't even breathe for eight hours. They were so scared. Yeah. Um, but some of the stories that we're hearing are unbelievable. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, there was a family of five, a young mom and dad, and three small kids, and they were all brutally murdered in their home. Um it's barbaric. There was a couple. Place. There was a couple that took their twin boys and they put them down in the shelter and uh, locked them in there, and then came back out to protect their home. And those two parents trying to protect their home uh, were killed. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, the 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 twins were pulled out and they were safe and and alive. Yeah. And, you know, we're not trying to be gross uh, or or overly dramatic with any of this stuff, but it is just horrendous. Uh, it is the worst you know, kind of atrocities to the Jewish people since the Holocaust. Uh, there was one situation that was reported of a grandmother um, mm. who was executed and the terrorist took her cell phone and videoed the execution and then sent it to her daughter. Ugh. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it just doesn't get any worse than that. Yeah, I've heard like taking Israeli soldiers, not just killing them, but then stomping and crushing on their skulls, um, taking bodies, throwing them in the back of a pickup truck. And then the the part that just kills me with the whole thing is that they, they will put them in the back of a pickup truck and then parade them through the streets to people cheering for the death of these Israelis. And there's, yeah. I, I don't, and I know a lot of Israelis, there's not one Israeli that would ever be cheering that on if there was somebody, a Palestinian in the back of it. They would, they would be appalled at that. Yeah. And, yeah. 
but there are stories of courage. There are stories of hope. Uh, in 2016, I got to bring a college group out to Israel and it was part touristy and it was part uh, service projects and we were planting trees and doing all that. But we were down uh, at a kibbutz, a kibbutz called Nir Am, N-I-R-A-M. It's right by the Gaza border. Yeah, it's one kilometer. You can see Gaza, you can see buildings of Gaza right there. And if you've ever seen historically, like some of the newsreels, they will take uh, just years and years and they will build tunnels from Gaza coming up. And when they would come up, the place they would come up is right there at Nir Am. Yeah. It's it's a place that is the size of Dodger Stadium and over the course of three years had more than 800 rockets hit them. So we show up, drive up there with a, a bus full of college students, and we, we drive in and we say off to the right, this is a bomb shelter. Um, you will see this every 1,000 feet as you go around the kibbutz. By the way, kibbutz is just community living. And it's walled around this kibbutz, isn't it? Yeah, there's a wall going all the way around it and every 1,000 feet. And when you hear a siren, you have 15 minutes to get to one of these bomb shelters, essentially. Yeah, because yeah, you're really close to the border there. Something happened there, didn't it? Something during these last day or, this last oh, yeah. day or so? so? So there's a story. I, I forget her name. I, I, I wrote it down. I have notes and things all over the place. But um, there's there's a woman who was part of this very kibbutz uh, in Niram, and she had a little bit of foresight. She was the first one to really understand there's something going on. And she started running around and alerting all of the men who are part of the kibbutz and goes all those men they go up and they they stand on the walls surrounding this community and as the terrorists are coming to attack Niram they're killing them they killed 25 terrorists right there at the wall who were coming to kill them yeah right and so and our our good friends at Hope for Israel have been doing ministry and know that community uh in Niram incredibly well and so uh, I did talk to Moran this morning and uh, with with Hope for Israel and uh, hope to have him on. He's just exhausted um, right now and 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 depleted. So um, we 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 say this, and I and that is the the physical human piece of all of this. But we also want us to know that this is not just a Palestinian thing. That behind the Palestinians, behind behind Hamas and the terrorists. Uh, that there is a, a puppet master, and that puppet master is, is primarily Iran. And yeah. as as these things are happening, Iran, the government, the people are are there. They're shouting, "Death to Israel! Death to Israel!" Yeah. They they want to knock him out. Yeah. Well, you know, Iran has been fortified financially, unfortunately, by this current administration here. Uh, Prior to this and prior to all the money that has been given to them, um, the people in Iran were rising up against that government, against that regime, I should say. It's not even a government. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, things changed in the last couple of years. And now that those people are just kind of snuffed under um, and they're, they can't rise up again. Uh, and Iran is pulling the strings uh, in the south with Hamas and in the north with Hezbollah. And that's a whole other story also because now there are rockets coming into Israel from the north on the, uh, right at the Lebanese border. And this is just a difficult situation. As Matt said, it's going to last for a while, I think. Um, but, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu 
has said that the Middle East is not going to be the same after after this settles down and it's done. Yeah, and and I would say even the one pulling the strings behind Iran is the enemy of God, yeah. um, and that is Satan. Yeah. And so, what what we're seeing in the news, um, what we're hearing about these stories, this is not just brutal humanity. This is demonic um, at its very core. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is demonic what's taking place. And at the same time, we're, while we're saying that, uh, we're not intending to demonize all of the Palestinian people because a lot of them uh, don't agree with what's taking place here. No, I, I talked to one of my Palestinian friends who he, he loves Jesus mm-hmm. and he's Palestinian. He's mm-hmm. Arab. Yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. And and I said, yeah. hey, would you want to come on and talk with us and let us know what's going on? And he says, I can't do that. Yeah. For him to do that would put him in danger because there is no free speech right. in, in the West Bank, in these in these Palestinian territories. They can't do it. Yeah, it would put him in danger and his family. Yeah, and so, so. There's, no, there's no way to do that. But there are all kinds of things. So here, here's our commitment to you. Um, we're we're going to just set up shop here, um, and we're going to tell you what we know. We're going to bring in friends who know more than us. We're going to ask questions. Um, and, and what we want you to do is ask us questions. What are the things that you... Uh, have heard and you know, and what what are the things that you just need explained? And there's no there's no shame in asking those things. Um, those are, there's there's things that we're still learning all the time. But we have been going uh, to Israel for more than 25 years. Um, we know the people there. We're hearing from the people directly. And there's a couple of action points. There's a couple of things. And and you'll probably uh, you'll probably hear from us. I mean, if if we have our way, you're going to hear from us, and we'll have a new podcast uh, episode for you at least every day um, because we want to keep you informed. And they'll be short-er-ish, <laughs> short-er-ish, maybe. Jewish short. Yeah. Okay, forget it. You know, it's not going to be short. It's yeah. just going to, it's just going to, we're going to turn microphones on and never turn them off. Uh, but here's a couple of things that we want you to do. Uh, number one, uh, stay connected. Uh, there is a chance that given the topic that we're talking about, um, that we at some point, you know, we've, we've saw, we saw this in the last few years that different accounts, whether it's social media or YouTube or even podcasts get shut down. Um, so we want you to stay connected to us. And the best and only way that we can guarantee that is that you send us your email address. Uh, don't send it to us, but go onto our website, go to the jewishroad.com and right there, if you want to, we have a the thing right there up on the on the homepage and it just says, I want to get Israel updates. And if that's what you want, put your email in there because if the podcast doesn't exist, if our social media gets taken down, then at least we can send you an email and you can know what our next step is. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is share this content. Um, I I can't tell you how many people we've had thousands of engagements, lots of questions, people asking us to come on uh, podcasts and do interviews and all that. And we're happy to do that because there is a narrative out there that is not true. There is a propaganda out there that's not true. And and you're going to hear it very soon. It's going to show up in the media. It's going to show up in social media. And as soon as Israel starts making its way into Gaza, it may have already started making its way in. And this is going to be a bloody war, and there are going to be many who are going to die, and there are going to be Palestinians, and they're going to uh, 
they're, they're going to turn around and they're going to say, look at these Israelis, they're killing all of these people, and it's going to be a completely different narrative. Well, it, and I would say that that narrative has already begun. I mean, yeah. turn on the TV right now and you'll see Free Palestine yeah. uh, oh my marches in New York City, New York City, yeah. in Europe, in uh, Florida. Yeah, it's a that that is right there. And I, what I would say is that this is what happened when Palestine was free, that they crossed the border, they came into Israel and they just massacred people. Mm. Uh, this is what a free Palestine looks like. And so this narrative that we need to, that Israel is the aggressor, that they are the occupying force, that there is apartheid is baloney. Uh, and we have danced around this and we've tried not to offend people. Um, and, and I don't want to offend people. I want to win people over. But this is the season that we have to actually say, let's call it what it is. You got to draw a line. And uh, of course, I have never had a problem with offending people. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how much we've had to edit out because of you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, we we need to say it. We can't soft pedal any of this stuff. And we won't. Um, so that that is um, really, I don't even, how did we get here? I, I have no idea. But we want you to stay connected to what we're doing. We want you to share this because there is a narrative out there that needs to be combated. And so we want to be able to get truth out there and we want to be able to let people know this is the real deal. This is the real story. We had a prayer night last night at our house. And even then, um, we just realized that that the church has not taught its people about what this is going, what, what's going on, about the chosen people of God and the enemy. Like it's, it, we've, we've done Bible light, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so we, we just, we want, we thirst for more and we want to, we want to be able to share that with everybody. Yeah. We, we want to equip you to be able to defend the truth. And the last thing that we'd like you to do, um, so not only, um, I'll, I'll tell you that we, on our website right now, we have uh, just, I, I, I got up real early yesterday morning, couldn't sleep as usual. And so I, I just, I wrote a blog that just kind of got everything out there that talked about these covenants, that talked about how did we get here, the battle for Israel, and that this battle is your fight too. Um, and I'm saying that to the church, to the audience, that this Abrahamic covenant that started this this covenant that is the controversy is the thing that we have to be paying attention. It's not something that happened thousands of years ago. It is still enacted today. And so we'll talk about, in, if you read that blog, you'll see a conditional covenant versus unconditional and go take you through some of this stuff. But there's a lot there for you to just, just start there and then share that with other people. But the last thing, how many times have I said that? Um, the last, last thing is we want you to be able to, to donate and support. And with that, I want to give a massive, huge uh, caveat. Um, I've already seen there are groups out there, I'm not going to name names, but there are groups out there that are profiting off of this. There are ministries that are profiting off of this. And we will in no way do anything to try to get rich off of this thing. In fact, we put the non back into nonprofit. Um, that's, that's <laughs> if there was a shirt, that might be the shirt that we want to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're, we are not in this uh, for the money. If you looked at our bank account, you would realize like, oh, wow, they're really telling the truth. Um, but what we, what we see is that there is, um, there is a need. And this was not a need that we created, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, Amir, who was a tour guide just uh, recently, 
Uh, he was uh, drafted as a reservist. He's, he's in the reserves for the IDF. And right now, as we speak, he is on the front lines. And he sent me a message through WhatsApp and he said, um, hey, Matt, uh, because we're in the reserves, we are not fully funded and we don't have everything that we need. Uh, and so they're looking for some headsets that will not only give their hearing protection, but they'll be able to communicate as they're driving through with open Humvees. And they also need bulletproof vests. He said that they have vests, but they don't really have the, the plates in them. Um, so we want to be able to come alongside. And so our initial first goal with that is $25,000. And I just said, look, uh, I, I can't promise him anything. We'll give what we can. And uh, we'd let you all know. So uh, if you go onto our website, you can go onto our main page. Just it's top thing that you'll see there uh, on the jewishroad.com or you can go to our giving page. Uh, but you can do one of two things. You can give to the effort that we are trying to raise funds there. We'll have other opportunities. We're we're also working with Hope for Israel, which are good friends of ours, to get people out of harm's way and to move them toward the center of the country where they can be safe and they can be provided for. Um, but you can you can give to that effort, and I promise you that a hundred percent of all of that money will be directly given over to them, and they will buy exactly what what they need. Um, and then if you want to help support us and what we're trying to do in getting the word out, there are tangible, uh, actual costs that come with the production of getting stuff out and podcasts and all of the other ministry stuff that we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's the long and the short of it. We, uh, you know, we're in this, uh, as Jewish believers, we're in this as, uh, as a ministry and as uh, people who want to help our people in Israel. And so that is what that is uh, going toward uh, that Matt was just talking about. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we're going to continue and we'll look forward to keeping you uh, updated with uh, the information as we come across it. And watch tonight, um, watch what's happening there because the Israeli army is on the border of Gaza they are about to go in and and it in many ways we wish that it was a rescue operation to get those who've been kidnapped uh, i think there's 80 people that they that there were 130 um, but i think there's 80 people who are currently inside gaza that have been kidnapped yeah. uh, one of our good friends her friend in israel not only did, was her friend but her entire family was kidnapped and they're they're somewhere in Gaza. Yeah. And that, that rescue operation to get them out is, is not easy because many of them have actually been put underground in these tunnels. Yeah. And so how do you know? And so Israel is actually doing something that they have not done before. They are changing their protocol. And for a country that values life so much that they would do anything, they would give any amount of prisoners to get one of their people back. Um, the protocol is changing. They're going in there in such a way that they're going to destroy Hamas. And what that might mean is loss of life of people that they know who are Israelis. Well, one of the latest things I heard is that with Hamas having uh, some foreknowledge that that is coming, (laughs) they're calling for a ceasefire. Of course. Yeah. And which is ridiculous because how can you have a ceasefire when nobody's fired yet from the other side? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Israel has been going in with the Air Force and they've been, they've been yeah, dropping all kinds of some things, but uh, 
Yeah, it's nothing as to what's coming. Yeah, so watch that. Watch um, right now that the the mainstream media, for the most part, there is a lot of sympathy that is is occurring for Israel and for the Jewish people. Um, but watch what happens when they go into Gaza and see how that narrative begins to change, number one. And then number two, watch the northern border of Israel. Yeah. Watch what's happening with Lebanon. Watch what's happening with Syria. Um, there has already been a couple of uh, mortars that have come in. Missiles have come over. A couple of missiles too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been doing all kinds of stuff today to try and keep up. But so watch what happens because yes, Israel has the ability to just wipe out and level Gaza, but they are always watching their back because there is an entire Middle East that could come after them. Well, yeah. There's there's uh, Lebanon in the north. There's Syria. There are the Houthis in Yemen. Uh, they are, you know, threatened by several fronts that they may have to fight with. And, uh, you know, this is a, uh, you know, what we've been talking about is, you know, warfare, politics, uh, you know, geopolitical things. Uh, and we've got to got to say our confidence, though, is in God. Um, he's the one who's, he's got it. And he knows what is going to be taking place from beginning to end. We don't. But we're trying to put out there the things that are taking place now, which really have us very upset and angry, I would say. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we are hurting for our people. And I'm sure God's heart is hurting as well. Yeah. So for our final and last goodbye, my goodness. Um, I want you to hear this. Um, these words are far truer today than they have been at any other point, but this is from uh, Ephesians 6. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And then it says to take up the whole armor of God. And so our prayer is for those of you, our friends who are putting on their armor, their physical armor, um, for our friends that are on the front lines of the reserves, knowing that their children are in another part of the country also fighting in the Israeli army against these these enemies. Um, we pray, number one, for your safety. And we love our Jewish people. We pray for your salvation, that you would find safety in him. Thank you for listening. Sha'alu, Shalom, Yerushalayim. Especially now, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. 